Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Shout out to my boys that be throwing up off the lick lick. That's a met. That's a secret metaphor. We talking in code. Um, y'all at home don't know what we talking about, but we know what we talking about. So one of the homies watched this who was throwing up off the lick lick. Do better. Hey man, shout out to Zanaria. She graduate. She graduated in eighth grade soon. She about to be in high school. We don't give a damn. Who is that? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. It got to be his niece or something. Yeah. I'm just oh, okay. She, just, she walked. That's what I was talking to. She walked in and asked me, "Can you shout me out on the show so I can show all my friends?" That's cute. And then he had immediately say, "We don't give a damn." <laughs> I was, I'm joking though. She's she, she eighth grade. She could take a joke. They could take jokes. Um, that no, that's cute though. That shout out. I guess she shout out to my little brother EJ. He's graduating eighth grade as well. Shout out to, to my sister. She just got accepted to um School of Music or something like that. Shout out to my other little sister. Big, <laughs> big accomplishments. We might as well just shout all, everybody out in school. A lot of people are graduating. I know they, a lot of my friends. Us, no, nah, we don't know them, I mean, though. We, got, we still got to support the fans, though. I, I know some people they, in the Madden League. They said they was graduating. So shout out to them. And you losing to people that's just graduated in eighth grade? <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> That's go. crazy. No, nah, I'm just joking though. Yeah, Mike Wright. Shout out to everybody who uh who follows us, rocks with us, the highs, lows, and the mediums. Congratulations. Uh do y'all remember when we when, when we graduated? Like I know we didn't graduate together, but y'all remember Vividly. The graduation. It was yeah. a big day. I remember that. I remember like the little picnic or like the little field day we had before graduation. That's oh, where yeah. we had that picture we took with all of us there. Other than that, I mean graduation was, was a hit. It was fun. Yeah. You said, I, you said, I said, I like to see a picnic. That shit was fun. I'm talking about eighth grade. Oh, eighth grade? Eighth grade uh, graduation? No. Yeah. Remember I that? remember that. We went to Six Flags. You remember we went to Six Flags? Like the big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because this. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because back in the day, like this is, I, that was my first time being on rides, but I was also with like all my friends and stuff. So I was like, I can't, I can't be no hoe or nothing. Like I got to get on all the rides. But every time I go, ever since that, I get on less rides each and each time. Oh, that's I was just, a I was you ain't going. Eighth grade P, I was a hoe. I sat there and I waited. Oh, y'all going on that? Let me know. The Razor Boy, let me know when y'all done. Bro, Damn. I was, that's my, my aunt, girl. Though. Hey, I hold your purse, baby. Just eighth grade, <laughs> my eighth grade girl. So you don't do roller coasters at all? Huh? You don't do roller coasters at all? Uh, that particular time I didn't, I'm not a roller coaster person, but I am like Mike. When I got older, I went again with some of my homies and I had that mentality. Like I ain't going to be a hoe this time. And I got on Raging Bull and a roller coasters. They suck, but they do suck. Yeah. Like when I don't want to feel like I'm going to die for a minute. Like why, why is that fun to people? I, I don't need that adrenaline boost. I'm good. I, I love it. Especially you're the same guy that wants to go like skydiving and stuff. But like he, that. he never will do it though. He's going to always say he wants to do it, but he's never going to do it. I Never be at the weight requirement, probably. It's really I have to get under 250 pounds. Where are you at now? 278. So you and that 278 pretty nice, my brother. Yeah, you would look weird at 250. I I would say you was 250. I would have to be in my 240s in order to do that shit. No shot. But yeah, I'm not a I'm not a roller coaster guy. That time I did get on it, um I was riding like this. (laughs) <laughs> and out of nowhere i feel a tear come down my eye i just it, it is, it's the weirdest shit ever the wind was blowing and the tear mm-hmm. just fell. and i was honestly like, wow once once my you get past the drop 
like the big drop. I think it's all like smooth sailing from now. Well, duh, Mike. <laughs> that's, the, that's the main thing is the, the drop, bro. The whole the whole point of a roller coaster is gets your anticipation well, like, up he, and then yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, even if once we drop and like we're doing like the we're going upside down, like, I can handle all that. But it's just that going down, my heart dropping. Feel like yeah, my stomach. I think that's I can't handle that. That everybody can handle. The only thing I can't do is a giant drop. Why are we okay? Let's talk about basketball now. That was five minutes of roller coaster talk for some reason. It hasn't been five minutes. I'm looking at it. I got the time right here. It's been five minutes. It's five minutes of roller coaster talk. Um, graduation talk too. Graduation talk on top of it. Uh, let's talk about some playoffs. I don't know where y'all want to start. We got a lot of uh, where I, every I, I series. Where to start. I can tell you, if y'all want to talk basketball? Let's get right into it. Let's talk about Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and the the, the Los Angeles Clippers making this a series. Um, when, when a lot of people were so happy that they was down 0-2-0, let me make a brief announcement to people at home and the people that watch or people that know me and people, whatever. Listen, I'm one of those people, like the late great Michael Jackson said, I mean, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan said, not late great, by the way. I think they say that when you pass away. But the great Michael Jordan said, a real man talks shit when the score is even or when they losing because it's easy to talk when you win. I will interact with any person that's a fan of the show King of fan interaction, have no problem with it, but do not talk shit to me when some shit is going right or wrong if you didn't talk at the start of it. I talk my shit when it's zero zero. I talk my shit when it was zero one. I talk my shit when it was zero two. I'm talking my shit when it was one two. But a lot of people, and y'all, y'all experience, I'm sure. Y'all, when you make a prediction or you rock with somebody, even if they're not a fan of the team, they don't give a damn about whatever. But if your pick is going wrong, they want to talk shit to you. But they didn't talk shit to you when it first started. They wait till your team. Like now, Derek is probably going through it because they're down one, two to the Nuggets. So now everybody probably want to talk shit to Derek. Man, what happened? But they didn't talk shit to him when it was oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do that to me. Unless you're somebody like Reese. Reese talked shit to me when the Mavericks, when, with the Mavericks and Clippers when it was oh oh because he's a real fan. So I'll take his shit talking. The rest of you, leave me the f- alone, please. <laughs> but yes, I, I was happy to see uh, the the Clippers make this a series as a basketball fan because of the way that the Bucks and Heat went, which we'll get to. It was nice to see them fight back, especially after the way that it started. Yeah. Um, and they showed that this shit is far from over. Just take it one game at a time. If they can repeat the same things. Boom! I love that they stopped the others, and I think that's the that's the recipe. Um, Ty Lue got a lot of disrespect. Black Ty, coaches get the most. Disrespect. No, 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 no. Ty Lue is a bad coach, bro. He's just, <laughs> he's just he just is. He just but that, is. But that's that's not even a point that I'm talking about. Have whatever opinion you want to have, um, but only a black coach would win a championship, and it's just the players. It's it's just the player reason. Whatever your feelings is to Tyron Lue, he's a championship coach. That's just the that's just the fact of the matter, and I, I you can't name me another coach in history who has been called a terrible coach or just a bad coach or championship. It doesn't exist. Nobody Nick Nurse. Nobody says that Kawhi Leonard is the reason he won a ring. Nobody says that. Nobody says that. Nobody. But we see, but like I said, like you can see the adjustments that he did, like the stuff where he did this, the adjustments he had to do for for Stephen Curry or whatever substitutions, whatever rotations of work, like you could see that with like Nick Nurse or even Frank Vogel did last you year. And I'm not saying Frank. Lue? 
Tyron Lue made adjustments. He's making adjustments, but at the end of the day, right, right now it not, took him it took him way too long to make the Zubats adjustment. It took him two and a half games. Luke had been killing that boy for like two and a half games straight. And that the series is far from over with those adjustments he made. The point of it is, though, is not about your opinion or my opinion on him as a coach because he ain't the greatest. I'm not saying the greatest coach of all time, but I'm just saying that only in certain situations do you hear a certain amount of disrespect. The Clippers have been a great, a, a good team all season. They've been a very good team. They ran into a situation where the Mavericks are outplaying them. But that does that make you a bad coach? Plenty of coaches get into situations where they get outcoached or the, the personnel in a team can't really fuck. Is Eric Spolscher a bad coach? He's down 3-0 and ain't had a chance in no fucking game yet. But no, he's no. not. Exactly. No, I, so I, I was going to I, I <laughs> play to your point. I was going to say at the end of the day, it's, it still does come down to the players. Like the coach is not going to come out there and play for them. He, Eric Spolster not going to have Jimmy Butler make Jimmy Butler score 20 points by controlling it. Like Jimmy Butler has to do that at the end of the day. You know, so it, it's both it's both sides. You know, the Clippers came out there and they played like the shit was, didn't matter. Like they were looking on to the next three series or whatever. Like, and, and they paid for it. And that's what makes this shit bittersweet. And I had the Clippers coming. I damn near had the Clippers sweeping the Mavs because I, I thought the Clippers was that that for real this season. But you know that's it makes it bittersweet when you see Luca doing the things he does. And oh, I don't think I got to say it ain't over. It, you talking like it's over? It's no, not, I mean you know, it's a great but, basketball series. It is, but what makes it worse though is just that I, I'm literally Chris Porzingis is like maybe their fourth or fifth best player on the damn team. You know, like, it's so many people out playing him. It's just like, Luka needs some damn help. You know, it, every time the Clippers are going on a run, it's because Luka's sitting on the bench watching that shit go by. Oh, like, yeah. it, 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 it's tragic for them. When they went up early in that game, the moment they took him out is when the Clippers made their run. And the, that game, the media was like 33 to 35. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's really how quick, how bad they are without him on the court. And I, I love how the Clippers just stay poised, too. Like, when, they, when that shit was going on, they just... They were cool. They weren't rattled. They weren't calling calling multiple timeouts or nothing. They were just right weathering the storm. They knew they couldn't keep that shit up consistently for the whole quarter. So then they came out and they did their shit. I like that. it's that's a good sign for them. Um, because the clipper of last year or the clipper of just the first two games of the series was just like, ah shit, you know? Yeah. Um whenever a team went on a huge run, they didn't know how to weather the storm. And this this time, the way they did it, they was like, Okay, uh, here you go, Kawhi. Start off the game eight for eight. Here you go, Paul George. Score the ball. Uh, they let their star players do the thing. And, and well, it's easy for your star players to score when the other star player on the other team ain't on the court. You know what I'm saying? So um, they took advantage when they needed to, and they got this win and making this a series, bro. Because, I like, I'm objective here. I don't care who wins. At the end of the day, I just want to go basketball. And Dallas going up 3-0 would have been just terrible. Like, I, I hate the Bucks miami series because it's not competitive at all at this point, you know? I just want competitive basketball, and the Clippers coming out and doing what they were doing um, is great. Reggie Jackson, who could barely even play in game number one because he was so bad, um, has been really good in the game two and game three. Um, uh, Marcus Morris finally woke up in game number three and shooting, you know, because I think he was like third in the league in like three-point percentage whole season. But the first two games, he was shooting like 30-something percent. He had a great shooting game. Um, but this is the crazy part, right? Y'all know I be doing these recaps after the playoffs are done. You know, I, I go in and I talk about what I saw in these games. The, the, the videos that was like the Clippers embarrassed themselves in game number two, right? That was like the title of my video. One of 10 means it was the best video I put out in the last 10 episodes, right? Yesterday, I said playoff piece shows up is the title. It's an eight out of 10. People don't care if the Clippers are good. They only want to hear you talk shit about them, which is, <laughs> it's just funny, which is funny. Um, but, but, but you know what? It's not, 
unwarranted in the way. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody to when this team got put together, people weren't instantly like, oh, we fucking hate the Clippers. It's kind of like a progression thing of like how they've, you know, handled themselves throughout the last year and a half. So um, good series. Good series. One more at 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 home for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, back. To go back to it. I, I'm never forget that like this this Clippers team that's the the almighty Clipper team that they wanted to taint so they can avoid the legacy to go against this team and now they're in this spot. Yeah, I'm not saying it's over, but you know they try to take the easy route and it didn't turn out to be so easy. Yeah, they can go into Dallas on a roll after losing. Why didn't y'all games? win as many games as y'all could to play them? Your bum asses. Ooh. y'all could have stopped. Y'all could have said, "Ain't no way you're gonna avoid us. We gonna win the games." But you didn't. <laughs> That's because we didn't we didn't care who we messed we didn't care who we messed up. Huh? We we didn't care who we messed up with. We just needed to get there. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You wanted the Suns, and it's nothing wrong with that. You you should have wanted the Suns. And and if y'all wait, wait, you think they played their way to the Suns? No, but I feel like when they got in that certain situation, they they wasn't they doesn't like oh shit. They was probably like feasting, like oh we can lick our chops with this. This is a this is one of the upper echelon teams, but they lack experience. They lack a uh, matchup uh, for the Lakers. The Lakers kind of have the advantage in a lot of – as good I, – I, I say that to not disrespect the Suns, but it just is what it is. There's really no matchup for Anthony Davis. Uh, I know Suns fans like the way that they played him in game one. Probably won't happen again. There's really no matchup for LeBron James. If we're being honest, you could try to do Mikael Bridges, but, I mean, no. Um, and then outside of Chris Paul, Aiden's first time in the playoffs – Devin Booker, as good as he is, first time in the playoff. They're just a more unexperienced team. So um, I think that the Lakers would would much would much rather have played the Suns than the Clippers. Let's get to that they series, can, Sam. They um, can uh, put a Shepherd together out of it any, any way that they want to, but I don't think either team wanted to play each other in the first round. Who wants to play a Laker or Clipper in the first round? That's Nobody. a fan, that's a fan thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody wants to see that. We want to see it as fans eventually. Uh it'll been tough to see it in the first round. Hopefully we can get in a later round. Um, when both teams are sharp. Um, but I wouldn't want to see that in the first round in both teams. But the way these both these teams started, I'm okay. That would have been ass. I want to see them if they how how you uh, feeling, Mike, about uh the two seven right now? Feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm not gonna lie, a big part of this series I can see is Chris Paul is just hurt. You know, like he he's not the same that he was this regular season and you know, everything that we kind of did wrong in game one, we were able to take advantage of, like Anthony Davis living in the paint. Andre Jumbie just contributing. We're getting our shooters, you know, you know, they're they're knocking down their shots. And on the other side, the Phoenix are just doing like they can't really hit their shots as well. And like I said, their their offense is not as good when when Chris Paul is, you know, not fully he's not fully healthy. Third qu- that third quarter defensively for the Suns was terrible. Anthony Davis had like six or seven just pick and roll, just dunks right at the rim. <laughs> So they're going to have to do a much better job defensively. Jay Crowder is always in foul trouble because he's guarding AD, but mm-hmm. he's got to make that's, some He's completely, like, non-existent when it comes to shooting the ball. He's been, like, 0 for 5, 0 for 7, 0 for like, – that's not going to help them win these games. Because D-Book and D-Book's going to need some help with um, CP3 not being able to contribute much offensively because of his shoulder. Um, he looked good in that first quarter, but progressively throughout the game, I think his shoulder kind of still wore, wore him down a little bit, so he wasn't able to, able to get his shot up like he was able to. But uh, everybody else is going to have to somehow make some shots, especially at home. Yeah, the CP3 sucks. CP3 thing sucks. Um, he's only been able to attempt one three this whole series, and that was right before the injury. 
Um, if you see him shooting the ball, he's not shooting like Chris Paul. Like his form-wise, he's like he changed up his entire shot to to counter for the shoulder. And the real thing is, other than that, um, they're not closing games with him. That's how injured he is. Like Cameron Payne has been the closer for this team. And obviously, you would take the guy that was in MVP conversations over Cameron Payne, as good as he's been. Um, but the big thing for me when it comes to this series is that, like, I think Mike hinted to it. Uh, they just don't have enough big bodies out there, right, for the Phoenix Suns. They have DeAndre Aiden, who's been amazing this whole series. He's shooting, like, 90% on the series. Like, he, he can't miss. But he's only one player. And the Lakers, though they not playing Montrezl Harrell, they have like four really good centers that they can throw out at any time. Because I'm counting Anthony Davis because he's fucking seven feet tall, basically. Um, and, and the Suns just have one. If DeAndre Ayton's not on the court, you got Frank Kaminsky. And it was terrible. When he's not on the court, Dario Sarge has been playing. And so far in this series, Dario hasn't done anything. So it's like, that is the big thing. And of course, LeBron James can turn it up when he wants to. And you saw that in game number three. Uh, it's super unfortunate because I don't know if this series is going to be as spectacular as we wanted it to be just because Chris Paul's injury. Because, like, look, one, one last thing before somebody else pick up. Like, in game number two, I think it was, um, it went, like, six minutes or so when the Suns couldn't get a bucket in the fourth quarter because they couldn't create their own offense and they couldn't create shots. And that's literally what Chris Paul does for the team. Um, so it does suck. It does suck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's my thing. And I think that's the turning point right there is if they can't get consistent offense against the Lakers, it's only going to be a recipe for disaster because AD, he's going to run the floor. They go, they going to get in transition. LeBron go put his shoulder into you and it's just going to be easy buckets while you just struggling to get, you know, points for a stretch of the four to five minutes. Like you're not going to win games like that. Chris Paul, I'm just, I feel bad for Chris Paul. You know, I thought this was a really good season where he could have went deep. Unfortunately, he met up with the Lakers, which is, you know, the first thing. But two, it's just like he's always gets hurt, you know, every every playoff run. Almost every playoff run. Yeah, if you don't get a win when campaign gives you 19 and 7 off the bench. <laughs> he was he was crazy that second game. And game number three, he he had a, a little spurt by himself, too. Cameron Payne's trying to make some money this offseason. He's very fun to watch, Loki. Like, if you watch him, he's very fun to watch. I think everybody should tune into the campaign basketball. Which is crazy because two years ago, I <laughs> like, I feel, oh, my God. Imagine for the people that gave up on that man, bro. I mean, it was with reason. It wasn't for no reason. <laughs> nah, I just need yeah. to look at KBA his bulls, bro. His ass sucked two years ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> they always tell a story. There's a reason why he was in a hotel room in China contemplating what to do with basketball. Like, he was that bad. Um, but they did, they did, like, a mini doc or, like, a video about um, his progression. I think it was a good video. So, shout out to Cameron Payne, man, turning things around. But, yeah, the Lakers, another game. Um, another game at home. I think today, potentially going up 3-1. Tomorrow. T- it's tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. Um tough tough man i hate lakers fans sometimes man yeah and a lot of Suns fans was like we're not really worried because we one of the best road they, teams well they should be fucking worried <laughs> they but, should be worried he was saying like they were one of the best road teams in the league the regular season but i was like a big reason was that because of chris paul and yeah. he's not the chris paul of old. they going to the staples center bro. yeah yeah this seemed like there was more fans in the phoenix than it was in staples center Phoenix Serena was rocking for Lakers shit, bro. It might have to do. I don't know where LA's capacity is at. Yeah. I think one team just said they're going to have like 17,000 in their next game, I think. 
Yeah, Dallas is at 100%. Yeah, Dallas is out there, bro. That's why I was here for the Clippers going into that that environment, that first game, going into a 100% arena for the first time. Uh, don't be don't be scared for them. It sounds real. I thought I was watching the game on mute. It's quiet as hell in there. <laughs> uh, which hey, series? Bro, before we go, bro, okay. there was that one tweet. You were something about, like, why aren't the, the Heat getting a boot or something like, or mm-hmm. something like that? And D Mills had a tweet under that. Brother, he people were on your ass, Mills. Bro. What did they your did tweet not, say? It was like, you know, the Heat fans be like leaving or some shit. That's probably why you. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That's a Derek. I don't care what nobody say. That's a very good tweet. <laughs> I was on your ass, Mills. I'm not even t- like, that's the, that's the, that's the beautiful part is like, I love when people want to talk shit. Like, like we talked about earlier, like after the fact, and then you talk shit back. <laughs> Boy, that should be heard now. I, I I hurt motherfuckers' feelings with some of the shit I be saying. I'm not even trolling. I'm keeping it a buck. This shit quiet in there. That ain't no troll. That's the truth, motherfucker. <laughs> Just like D, what you said, D man. And, and uh, hey, that's what I was selling. Selling uh, what's up, Smalls? Smalls do all that whining, all that damn talking, everything. He 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 he. And now he putting out a tweet talking about. Basketball not fun. He, what, he, what, what, in his name, like Yankees fan right now. Or yeah, something. everything Yankees. Don't don't be that dude. We lose, and now I want to take my ball and go home. No, 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 that, no. You annoyed everybody all year without letting anybody say anything that had nothing to do with the Heat. We couldn't pick defensive player of the year without y'all talking bam. We couldn't pick a team in the East without talking about the, the Heat. And we all like the Heat up here when when they doing their thing. But it's like now they losing, and now it's not fun no more. You know what people people got mad because we we're objective fans, like because because which is crazy because like we we keep it a buck, right? Um, we were talking about the series, and I think this was after game one or maybe it was game two, and people were like, "Damn, I thought y'all liked the Heat." Like we really we do, but it's not we not about to kiss their ass. They down too old. They like they look like trash right now. And this, people have told me that we bias in some ways. Like motherfucker, crazy, bro. I, do you I, hear how I talk about the Bulls bro. on here? That's my favorite team. You think it's I'm not gonna do that to your team? I like I people potentially shit the bed. <laughs> no, for real. I mean, like I remember game one. I was talking to KB, and we was talking about Jimmy Butler and Bam and how bad they played. I'm like, bro, why has Bam once said that like? Great players don't have two bad games in a row. Came out, sunk the bad game two. Game three, I even tweeted, I was like, bro, if they came out and played like shit, after the, like, the way they played the first two games, then they ass is just like, they, they're they bad. And honestly, after the first quarter, I stopped watching because that, that shit didn't even deserve my time no more, the way they playing. Per like, game, Jimmy Butler is a minus 22.7 in this series. <laughs> per game, he's shooting 30% from the field, 30% from three, 66% from the free throw line. I don't want to be that guy, but boy, that couldn't have been Paul George. That couldn't have been. No bullshit couldn't have been, man. It couldn't have been. And and the, wor- I, the worst thing that ever happened to the Heat was them making that run in the bubble. You know what I mean? Because even then, I, I didn't look at the Heat like that. They took advantage of the moment, but the Heat ain't the Heat ain't like that. Like, I, I you know, this ain't even no hindsight. I said that back way then and got into it with Heat fans. I, as a guy that liked the Heat, they just not like that to me. And I think that kind of, you know, it's kind of like when, uh, what team was that? That kind of, the Celtics, like the Celtics skipped some steps and they they rebuild and made like a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. That may have been one of the worst things to happen to them because then people thought that they was like that. 
when they really wasn't like that. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like- You know who they could use? Who? The Miami Heat or Celtics? The Miami Heat. Who? Kelly Olenek. I bet he'll win them a game. <laughs> That's what Kelly Olenek do. Kelly Olenek, uh, Victor Oladipo, Victor Oladipo, when, the way that they playing, he wouldn't change the series. Because it ain't like the Clippers Mavs. Like when the, when the Clippers was losing those first two games, it was some life in it. It was somewhat close. The, the Heat is getting their ass beat. I guess we can transition yeah. to the series. Um, and it's I, I when I speak on this series or have spoken on this series thus far, I don't even like to talk about the Heat. I think the attention should just go on how well the Bucks are playing, to be honest with you. They're playing some of the best basketball that we've seen from them. Uh, shout out to, to I don't even know who their GM is, but shout out to their GM. Ooh. All the acquisitions are hooping. Bobby Porters, Brent Forbes, Drew Holiday. You can see the difference um, in that team. And, and I, I hope they keep it up in the playoffs because uh, they got one more game to go. It ain't over. So much crazy shit has happened. I don't. I hope they're not the first team to blow a 3-0 lead. But hypothetically, uh, if they can't close out this series, they're looking like they're going to play the Nets or the Celtics. Um, and that that could potentially be a very good series. And what I think is- if they do match up with the Nets, obviously the Nets have the star power, celeb, individual but they still, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I don't think I, it's just going to be. I like Giannis against the, the Nets defense. I'm not I'm saying I'm, I'm picking the Nets. Right, right, right. But I like Giannis going against that, you know, what, what's the best defender down low is probably going to be like freaking um, Nicholas Claxton at times. Like, DeAndre Jordan don't want no parts. Like, he going to do a, a good job. But at the end of the day, DeAndre Jordan is not going to be guarding. John him. Horst is the general manager in Milwaukee. That's what I, I was trying to think of. Um, like but that, hey, hey, but that, that's what I said in my video yesterday, bro. The one of the reasons why the Celtics won this, the game yesterday is, of course, you had Tatum fifty, but they dominated the offensive glass. The Bucks are one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the entire league, and it's like when we see that matchup, which is probably gonna happen, that might be the determining factor. But um, I agree with you, P. Like, yes, the Heat are playing like trash, but most of them playing like trash is how good of a defensive team the Milwaukee Bucks have been um, last year. This is a team that tried that didn't try to switch a goddamn thing. And it was one of their downsides as a team. And this and, and I mean they were great in the regular season with this scheme, you know, greatest defensive team of all time, two-time defensive player of the year, yada yada. This year in the regular season, Coach Bud and them had they were they were changing things on the fly. They were trying different things, trying to get ready for these moments in the playoffs where they're comfortable switching one through five and just being great. Because Jimmy Butler can get a switch off Drew Holiday, but oh shit, it's Chris Middleton's above average defender. Oh, P.J. Tucker's in the game, which is a big thing because P.J. might be starting now because Dante DiVincenzo is out for the rest of the um, rest of the year, which is which sucks. Um, they just have so much switchability, and a guy like Brook Lopez, I, I can't give Brook Lopez enough praise for his whole career arc to go from a guy that was like, I'm down low every every, I'm the all time leader scorer in Brooklyn Nets history. I'm down low all the time to like, oh, I'm gonna hit threes. He had never been a, a positive defender until he got to Milwaukee, and now he's switching. He can guard the bigs. He's do, he's been amazing. He's been amazing. Yeah, and, in these playoffs, we're definitely seeing the effect of them getting Drew Holiday because. When you have Eric Blesso, you're not Sipping really going to... Sipping on, boo-boo. Uh, um, it's called Alani. Alani. It's I thought that like... was like a Truly or something. Right. Oh. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> but nah, Drew Holiday definitely adds that switching ability because he's able to guard one through three, one through four sometimes, some nights. So it definitely gives you that versatility, especially when you got Giannis, Chris Middleton, and then Brooke Lopez is really good, like you said. So, yeah, I like this scene right now. Is the series over today? I think uh, it is. Yeah, it should be. 
Shout out to my boy Dante DiVincenzo too, man. That's the same injury I had my senior year. Um, once they said that's what it was, that he was going to be out for the game, I knew he was going to be out for the rest of the series because it, it has to hit on his own, and it takes too much time, man. That, that can go for two months, three months. But good thing you wasn't going to go, go down shooting, man. Just go down shooting. Go for 40. I would just hope Jimmy go for 40. We it's, haven't even got him just, like, even looking like he's just going out swinging. The he Bucks didn't. defense, I, he yeah, was hard. He, he's trying. He's trying. That last game, game three, for sure, he was trying. He had, like, yeah, half their points at one point. It's tough, man. It's tough. I I, I just, I, I, man, it's so much to praise with the Bucks, But I, I love seeing a team go out and make moves and the moves that they made answer. Like, for them to have the depth that they have now with Bobby Porters, Brent Forbes, P.J. Tucker, like, man, that those those pickups. And that's how I felt about the Clippers in the first two games. Like, Marcus Morris wasn't hitting his shots. Um, Serge Ibaka didn't play. Who the hell is getting all these notifications? Who? Somebody. My phone's literally sitting between my legs. My phone is. You can't hear my phone. It's on side. Mike? Just, no. That's not me. Somebody I know had got shot, so my shit went off. But huh. people talking. But, um, yeah, man. Um, you didn't threw me up. Yeah, like with the Clippers, I was upset that a lot of, like, they, they acquisitions that we thought were going to be big for them. Like Rondo didn't make that much of an impact in some of the games. Ibaka didn't play a lot and ain't playing game three. Luka Nars, $64 million and ain't played a minute. Um, to see the Bucks acquisition step up, it was it's real nice to see. Because we know Giannis is going to come with it. Chris Middleton is going to come with it. Drew Holiday, for the most part, should come with it and he's going to come with it. But I think it's a cherry on top when Bobby Portis is giving you energy. Bobby Portis is talking. Who did he get into it with? Uh, uh Nico Miritich. Nico Mir- No, 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 no. In this series. Oh. <laughs> he got the two with Dwayne Detman. Shout out to Nico. I wish Nico was on this Bucks team. Remember when Nico did join the Bucks? He was fine at bitch up. Mm-hmm. Well, I miss his game. I loved his game. Bro, y'all want to know something funny that I saw? Well, I heard, I overheard it while I was eating breakfast. So Ross gonna be watching like the, the media shows on ESPN and shit. Somebody was like, the Clippers need to let Ron. He was talking about how Rondo needs to run the show. And Kawhi and Paul George need to be complimentary and or like <laughs> players um, to Rondo and to let him run the show so that they because he said they will look much better. If Rondo's running the show versus Kawhi and Paul George. This is not Roscoe to somebody on national TV. Yeah, that's what you're saying. He said this. And I was just sitting there just like, yeah, this is why I don't sit in here. Did, he, did that that makes me question did the person even watch the game yesterday? Because I, I never thought anything was wrong with the – not to get back on the Clippers, I never thought anything was wrong with the offense. I thought that they allowed others on the Mavericks to kill them. Like Luca, like yesterday, let Luca have 40. But Tim Hardaway Jr., you can't have 28 points, my dog. Dorian uh, Finney-Smith, you can't hit 5-3. Like when you do that, you're good. You're good. But when Luca's giving you 38, Hardaway Jr. is giving you 28, Jalen Bronson is giving you 14, Dorian Finney-Smith hit five threes, Maxi Kleber hitting three threes. It's gonna be tough to it's gonna be tough to beat him. But if you limit that and you let Luca have his forty points, there you go. Yeah, the defensive scheme was shit in the first two games. Shout out to them going small ball. But yeah, I, I, to answer your question, and, uh, I, 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 damn, I'm 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 sorry. No, what was you gonna say? I don't want to get back to that series. No, go ahead. This, this um, is my show. The 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 Mavericks shouldn't be allowing them to go small ball. How the hell is Porzingis a seven three shooting guard, bro? I am blowing. And everybody tweeting me as if I've said anything about Chris Stas Przingis in the last, I don't know how long. I, my name, since he's been a Knicks fan. I mean, since he's been name, a Knicks player. Yeah. My, na- my name, my display name, I didn't peep. It's still Godfather Big Stacks Przingis. 
but still, you niggas know I'm not walking around with no damn Przingis jersey, anything like I used to do. Like it's, I don't have, I don't hate him like some Nick fans, but he's not a Nick anymore, and he hasn't been on shit. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's why KB, and I think that's why it was a good adjustment that Tyloo made to go extremely small because you realize Chris Stapps isn't going to make you pay. I was told because I, I I'm stopping. I'm I'm not looking at box scores as much as I used to because I, I got I got the stat. I'm looking for the stat that you here it is. Points and three rebounds. Fukando Campazzo is averaging one more rebound per game than Kristaps Porzingis in this playoffs. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of Twitter is saying he's the new playoff peak or a, a pandemic peak. But That's you know what? what ga- game two, he was so good. You know, but it's just like he can't get that consistency. But I'm going. Let's go to the next. And you series. know what it is too? It's kind of like he's got that icing on the field. He's got like that icing on the cake field. When he's hitting them shots, then it's like okay, we getting there. But you can't expect that from him. And, that, and that, it really makes me mad. It irks me when I see somebody like Reggie Jackson is, is guarding you and you can still just like want to go stand at the perimeter. Yeah. And shout uh, out to D Mills. D Mills was on his ass early in the season. Um, D Mills. Yeah, I literally just saw this man do a pump fake, go by the guy. He had an open lane, but he took the jump and missed. Like, if that's the case, then yeah, I'm going to go small. He's not going to, he's not going to make me pay. Uh, none of they really, not really, none of their bigs will make you pay. Really, I mean, Maxi Cleaver ain't finna bully you up in there. Neither is Chris. I in his head and tell him like, "Hey, we just need you to be on the block right now." Like, just nope. Because, because you remember earlier this season, or it was last year, they were like, "We don't give him post touches because that's not his game." Like that, this is a whole thing, like a whole story, like a year or two ago. They just they they're not gonna do it. It's not it's not something that they practice. It's not something that he practiced at seven three. I'm not practicing my drop step. Hey, and I remember in a game one or game two, it was in LA. I can't remember the man rolled instead of popping and had a free dunk because the Clippers had no idea that he was going to fucking roll. So the one time he did roll, he was wide open for a dunk because the Clippers was like, oh. Oh, snap. He added it. He did it. He went down low. He can't believe it. Oh, shit. Uh, So, yeah, man. But uh, shout out to Chris Depps. But don't tweet me about Chris Depps or his woes like I fucking wave a Chris Depps flag anymore, man. Stop. Let me know what's going on with your Knicks, man. Hey, uh, we we struggling, man. We struggling. Um, and again, as much as I can talk about the Knicks and what we not doing, and what I, it's the Hawks. The Hawks putting pressure on it. I think uh, Trey Young is ascending into that echelon um, of being top tier, man. Trey Young is the truth in the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Travis Schlenk, I think, is their GM, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from the yes. Warriors. He's put together a really good team. He like said he Luka. wanted to put together the Warriors, remember? Yeah, and that, no bullshit, not to over-exaggerate. They kind of mimic the Warriors. Uh, Kevin Herter shoots that bitch when he wants with confidence. Trey Young does. Uh, they don't have a Draymond okay. Green, but they have lob options with John Collins and Capella. Capella does his job and his job really well. He don't try to do anything but his job, and he does it very well. Hunter um, is, is, is growing up right before our eyes in his playoffs. I won't lie, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of Hawks games during the season, but watching in the playoffs, Hunter has taken a quiet step into being a very, very good complimentary wing to to, to uh, Trey Young. Even off the bench, you got to, um, Tony Schnell, Lou Williams. They just have a really, really good team. Gallinari, like you said, Mike, the Knicks have to be, how are the Knicks going to handle the game where Gallinari hits six of those threes and has almost a dub? It hasn't happened yet, but he shows you that if you give him opportunities, he will make a three or two to make you pay. And I haven't even mentioned Bogdanovich. And that's just the Hawks. 
That's just the Hawks. We ain't even talking about the Knicks not having Mitchell Robinson rim protection. Nerlens Noel is on one leg. Uh, R.J. Barrett, who I'm not the biggest fan of, I support him because he's a young player and he's a Nick. But I'm not. R.J. Barrett, I don't see. I don't see what a lot of other people see, and this is why because R.J. Barrett just don't have a lot to him. He's like I said, he's a solid young player. He has a lot of potential, but I'm just not super high on R.J. Barrett like other Nick fans. The savior is Derrick Rose and Alec Burks. Julius Randle got to get it together. <laughs> it's crazy. That's the, that's my highlight as a Nick fan. Uh, I think we playing with house money to be in the playoffs as a four seed at this point. Of course, I want us to win, but to see Derrick Rose go from a uh, six man of the year uh, conversation to now he's starting and is our star player. And even when we lose, and I just love seeing that. Definitely, so, to, definitely playing with to... house money over there. Yeah. I, I don't know the way they they had to celebrate celebrating that street like they had just won a championship <laughs> and it's been that long. And hey, what I keep telling other people is like, as bad as we play, as bad as Julius Randle has has played, we've been in the games. It's never been like bro, some. That's my bro. That's my whole thing. Like y'all have been right there. Julius Randle has been terrible. You want the like splits? Shoot, I got the splits. He's shooting look twenty five percent right from the field. Twenty four. Like oh, you giving him too much credit. It's twenty four. You can go through the rest, bro. I just twenty four percent from the field on eighteen attempts, thirty percent from three on seven attempts. He's shooting his free throws well. Fourteen points, eleven rebounds, um, three turnovers and three assists. So a one to one turnover ratio. And then RJ, who was their second leading scorer, he's averaging eleven points on thirty four percent shooting, twenty four twenty five percent from three, um, eleven points. He's getting he's getting rebounds though. Um, but that was their top two scores. And like, like P said, are... the saviors have been D. Rose and Alec Burks. It's crazy. I mean, and, and... to the Hawks, though. They doubling him. They making him see in multiple bodies. They're not, they not allowing him to ISO, which is his big part of his game throughout the regular season. So exactly. when you make somebody do what they normally not used to doing, he's going to have to adjust. Freaking the floor and he's saying, hey, y'all, y'all had good three-point shooting numbers in the regular season. R.J. Mm-hmm. Bear, we don't believe in the 41% you shot from three. Do it again. And yeah. Mm-hmm. They're shooting yeah. 33 as a team right now in this series. I got to give one more shout out too, because Taz Gibson been hooping. He been he been a damn bright spot. Yeah, see his he ass. He has been. Yeah. He was talking. I was like, bro, it's, it might be a couple people. I might be taking Taz Gibson over now. You know, if I need my starting big man. But no, Trey Young. And I kept saying this like Julius Randle or Trey Young. Each of them have like that chance to be the best player on on the you know on the floor on any given night. Trey Young has been it every time now. You know, and it's regardless if he's getting 30 or if he's uh, tossing out like 14 assists, like he's been super effective and it's lead to win. So that pick and roll defense for the Knicks has not has been very suspect. They're consistently giving up either him at the rim or a lob. So the Hawks aren't turning the ball over either. That's that's really, really big. They aren't turning the ball over. Yeah, Trey Young did a real good job of picking that defense apart in that third game. And P P said it best, man. Gallinari is going to eventually have a game. John Collins has got an early foul trouble in every single one of these games. He hasn't done anything for the team. As a, he's averaging almost nine points per game points. in this series. Um, and then Gallinari's averaging eight points. So, like, one of them two is going to have a big game coming up very, very soon, and maybe both. Um, so Shout out to John Collins, too. He's kind of just staying in his line. He ain't really – I mean, obviously – He, he, he turned down he a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> sometimes – Things I don't know, but um, ain't nothing I can say positive about that. That John Connor's my guy, but when I see him talking, talking in the interviews, he he's staying, he's staying, you know, staying cool. He ain't tripping. He's he's happy. He getting under Julius Randle's skin, and 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 that's going back and forth. But as far as his 
numbers and all that. Shit, it is what it is. I know he don't want to be in foul trouble, but he ain't sitting crying. I'm up two. We up two one. Like KB said, I'm gonna have a game eventually. I ain't finna sit here and pout with us winning. And I, I like to see that from young guys, especially in the, the, the situation he in. Most guys would be pouting, get on the podium. They calling too many fouls. He just said, "Man, we stopping Julius Randle. What's up? What's Let, up? Let's go to two seven East. Um, because last night Jason Tatum dropped fifty, and they stole a game from Brooklyn. A game that Brooklyn probably should have won because uh, Harden had forty. Um, uh, KD had 39. 80 points of the Nets, like 119. Their big three had 96 of their points because Kyrie Kyrie didn't have a good game, but he still put up like 16 points. So, yes, and they end up losing. So, people been tweeting me that clip of like when we were doing our predictions and I was like, uh, um, Nets in five because I'm sure Jason Tatum's going to drop 50. And he and he dropped fifty. <laughs> he dropped fifty. So that's yeah, cool. He was gonna take for them. Jason Tatum, sir. You have two of those things. If this reaches you, I had got two when these dropped. Like what was this? Like probably three years ago. This twenty eighteen. Yep, like three years ago. I need you to sign these for me, please, Jason Tatum. Celtic fans, I know. Wow. I, I know y'all ain't 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 a uh, super big fan to me. Some of y'all because I talk a hell of shit. Help me reach just to Jason Tatum. I need him to sign these because come on, Jason Tatum. I bought House of Highlights, help him. If, if House of Highlights could get Jason Tatum, he would have been on the reel by now. Damn. So you should fuck through the wire. You just went to the reel. No, but that's what they that's have we ever had a guest on this show? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My one of my favorite parts from this game, Jason Tatum's 50. It was just like, I think it was like his last bucket too. And if I, he might have to get this shit like framed on a poster, bro. Watch the clip. KD guarded him. He literally does a little hesitation pull up. Yep. This shit looks just like Kevin Durant, bro. Dead in Kevin Durant face. Like that, I, I would get that shit framed. That's how raw I know like that. Let me ask the money question. What? Can this happen again? No. Can Jason Tatum get 50? Yes. I tell you, he's shown that he can get 50 on them or anybody. I'm saying, so like, like, man, I'm just saying him win. I don't want to put the pressure. Nah, However, they got to win. They they could actually win another game, but I, I don't. They're not taking on the series. I think the no, Nets. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, extended. You're right. Yeah, like they ain't gonna win this. <laughs> they can, can win another imagine, game. Can y'all imagine if they did win this <laughs> without Jalen Brown? Oh, Nets would be shitty, I, bro. Twitter that day, like when it ends, would be amazing. Even like it would they, be amazing. Let's say they win the second game at home. Oh, no, for sure, Derek. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. yeah, that would be great. Um, just for the tweet, I don't care, but just for the tweet, just for Twitter, I I, yeah. I would welcome that. Uh, but the best thing about this, and this is what I said in my video yesterday, um, Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett need to see what Jason Tatum did today and be like, oh okay, you know what I'm saying? Because Jason Tatum through the first two games was averaging 15 points or 30 percent shooting. He was god awful, and then game number three he dropped a 50 piece. So like Julius Randle can be like, oh snap, okay, I know, I mean. I don't think he needs to see this, but you get what I'm saying. I can have a couple really bad games and then back that up with an amazing game, and then things are good. You're back in the series. Yeah, you got to put the bad games behind you. You can't sit up and dwell on it. You just got to go go with the punches. Go next. I agree with y'all a thousand percent. Like that's what that was my main thing with the Clippers series. Like yeah, they behind the eight ball for sure. Dallas is doing anything. All credit to Dallas. But you can get back in the series by just taking the shit one game at a time. That's how I want the Heat to look at it too. And I think the Knicks can do it the same way. We were just down 1-0. We answered back. They up 2-1. Like KB said, Julius Randle get his shit together. We 2-2 and we going back home. 
Like, this shit is far from over. Just take it one game at a time. And that's how I feel like that series is um, on the opposite side with uh, Denver and Portland. I feel like both of those teams and every game that I watch there, it's going game by game. Nothing is going ahead. Nobody's getting too excited. It's game by game. And I really think that's the essence of playoff basketball. No matter how high you get, you take it game by game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we've seen 3-1 leads ain't, ain't even, you know, guaranteed. The only thing that's kind of guaranteed is 3-0 at this point. And, and the way that the basketball gods have been working in the last few years, a 3-0 lead is going to be blown. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, it's gonna be blown. It's coming soon, bro. I don't know who, when, how, but it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Listen, I remember when we were younger, three-one leads was usually safe, yeah. but it's been happening a lot lately. Like a lot lately, it's not even, you know. All it takes is for someone to have a hot, a few, a three-game hot stretch and shit. Now it's blown. Um, the last time it has happened, um, was two thousand three, Western Conference first round, um. The team that was uh, uh, the Dallas Mavericks did it to the Portland Trail Blazers in 2003. And and then in 1994, the Utah Jazz did it to Denver. Unless I'm reading this wrong. I could be reading this completely. It has happened three times in NBA history. That's just what the point I'm trying to make. 3-0. Damn, I didn't even know that. I thought it never happened. Yep. All all three teams were the visiting team in Game 7 and completed the win. So, yeah, it just happened. That's insane, bro. Imagine, like, that's got to be detrimental to, like, your mental health, bro. <laughs> like, to, to end up blowing a lead like that. You're on the wrong side of history. Yeah, but nobody remembers it. Like, we just had a whole conversation. I didn't even know what happened. You know, I've never, I didn't even know what happened in NBA history. And so that's why I Googled it. Um, but now social media is a thing. It's 2003. Nobody cares. It's 2021. Yeah, it was probably just fucked up when you went to work. You probably had to hear from your coworker. Yeah. <laughs> But now I, I wonder, like, the circumstances. Because, like, you remember, like, the Bulls were right. one of the teams that lost as a 1C to an 8C, but the circumstances, their rose towards ACL. Right. You know, I wonder if there are circumstances in these series, and I'm going to look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, another thing about the Celtics, though. Right, you talk hey, about the Celtics, I'm going to just hold these up. Jason Tatum <laughs> always going to do his thing, but I don't know. It'd it just be, like, the, the side pieces. I think Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart had a really good game. You know, they're going to need that for yes. them there every time for them to try to pull out a win. Ever Fournier came out and he looked like he was being aggressive. So it, it's always like the surrounding pieces with the Celtics, which is, you know, they have to play their best just for them to kind of keep up scoring wise with the men. Defensively, Defensively, they looked much better than they did in the other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like KB said, they, they could win while they're still saying like, okay, KD has – 39 and, and, and James Harden has four. Like we can hang with them even when they big their big guys are scoring like this. I misread it. I misread it. The Trailblazers did it to Dallas. The Trailblazers came back to be Dallas. Um behind Zach Randolph. Zach oh. Randolph was a leading scorer in a lot of these games. Um Z-Bo. No, 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 no. My apologies. You See, keep misreading. I keep misreading. You this dyslexia. So these are teams that were down 3-0 but forced the game seven. Oh. None of them won the game seven. Oh. So it never happened. So there it, it never is. Happened. It's never happened. My bad. My bad. I NBA historians I, were learning. I saw uh, I showed saw a stat that was like teams th- up 3-0 was like 146-0. Yeah, my fault. But oh, even my fault. even like the pressure of that game seven. Shout out to Dallas yeah. for closing yeah. it out, but still. Yeah. But that's why it's so hard because shit. You can come all the way back. That's a that's exhausting. That's exhausting, bro. 
That's exhausting. You can come all the way back and they still just got to win that one game. Yeah. At that point, it's just, yeah. Slam Magazine's got posters. Let's see who's a poster in the middle of this. Oh, While wow. you do that, we should go to the next series, which is... I think it's the Blazers game. Yeah, talk to me about the Blazers, man. Down 2-1. Jokic. That's, that's, Jokic is the man, bro. I don't even know how... There's not even really much of a defensive plan that you could really throw at Jokic. There's not much he really can't do offensively. So I also don't play defense much, too. Yeah. <laughs> when you take Nurkic out the game and put in Cantor, it's, it's not going to work. Or yeah. or Rondé Hollis-Jefferson because Cantor's ass. <laughs> yeah. I think Rondé Hollis-Jefferson or either Harry Giles. Maybe even throw Harry Giles out there. Harry Giles is showing he can play with energy, block some shots. This is just a different look. But what, what Stotts does is he doesn't really change his rotations. Cantor still gets in. And within the first five minutes of the first quarter, then Jokic is still in the game because he plays the hurl pole first. And in that next five minutes is Jokic going one-on-one against Cancer. And it's just, it literally, it blows the game. Damn I, I hear you, D-Mills, but I, I know when we, we get up here and, and we talk and, you know, we talk from fan point of views, but it's hard. It is. It got to be hard to just change your rotation. Like that, that shit is what got you there. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it, it's hard. You know what I'm yeah, saying? We just saw the Clippers do it and it got them the, a crucial game. But the Clippers are play with their back against the wall with no other option. I, y'all still in, still in it. Y'all ain't got y'all. You know what I'm saying? So I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, it may, maybe, man, maybe it's just time for him to go. <laughs> maybe it's just time for him to go. Um, Motherfucker's been calling for his neck for a few years now. But CJ, CJ's also been. Eh, the series, even though he is the matchup is kind of in his favor. That backcourt really ain't fucking with him, but he's still been like eh, this whole series. I will say, what do you, what do you think he's been watch. averaging, Derek? Like 18. He's having 21, 48% from the field, 40% from three, 75% from the free throw. I don't know. It just when he's playing, it just doesn't be feeling like that CJ type game, mm-hmm. like how he normally plays when it comes to the playoffs, at least. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, Dame's, the only- Dame's trying. Dame, it just seems like it's Dame ball. Like it's just hero ball from Damian Lillard. He's having 37. Like- I'm going to give my credit to P2 because I was laughing at him when he was talking about like they don't got them guards that's going to go out. Austin Rivers did his thing in that, in that last game. He came out and showed his ass. So, see, that's the type of things you like. You can't happen if you, you can't happen if you Portland. Like that shit is demoralized and have Austin Rivers hit them type of threes on. Yeah, he went on a personal 9 0 run late in that fourth quarter, bro. You know what? We were at the we were at the spot. Me and P were there, and they were running this like interview piece on Austin Rivers the day that he had that big game. And then they were they kept referencing it in that game. Like a couple months ago, he was he was out of a job. They said it like four times on the broadcast. (laughs) I'm like, bro, okay, we get it, we get it. It's a good story. Y'all haven't been there since since that day. I don't think the couches in that motherfucker. Yeah, they they don't mess with the place. They. Uh, right, yeah, I was in that bitch editing the KB came in. I'm like, yeah, ain't even no P was there. I'm like, oh, what up, bro? Uh, but uh, no, yeah, I mean, as much as I love Austin Rivers and as good of a player he can be, I think that's the luxury of playing with Jokic. That's why I was I picked them in the series. Like, um, obviously, D Mills picked his team, so I had no thing like I had an option, but I, I felt confident enough to pick them because you're not going to replace Jamal Murray, but you can still play the same type of basketball with Monte Morris, Austin Rivers, because essentially it runs through Jokic. One-on-one, he's a nightmare. You have to send help, and he's one of the best, if not the best passing center we've ever seen. 
and those dudes just got to make you pay, and they're more than capable. Um, so the series is far from over, though. I'm not going to talk like this shit is over. Uh, Portland is is lethal. They're led by one of the best leaders in the game um, as far as, um, you know, even, even kill. I think Damian Lillard is the best even kill person I've ever seen in this league. He don't get too high when his team is up. He don't get too low. Um, and I think that's a dangerous motherfucker there. He's as dangerous as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, D-Mills, y'all, y'all shit is like the Clippers. I mean, when I look at the series in front of me, uh, y'all, y'all have been with y'all won what? Y'all won the first game? Yeah. Y'all, and y'all beat their ass. Uh, they beat y'all ass in the second game. And then last game, y'all only lost by five. This it was is, close. This, y'all, y'all right here. And y'all the right only, only reason it was close is because Dame and CJ started think, to hit yeah. the most threes <laughs> I've ever seen in the last two minutes of a game, bro. And I, I got like fucking flashbacks because that's what they did against the Bulls this season. Oh, yeah. And then they get that one big one off the jump ball. <laughs> yeah, so. That shit was terrible. That shit was so unlucky. And they played today, right? I, I think they played today at 3 o'clock. Schedule. Uh, they have the second game. They have the second game. Yeah, they played early. Especially for it to be on the West Coast. Yeah. Saturday. I so, like the early. I like when that shit. Please give me the early games, bro. <laughs> I'm not trying to be up at 11.30 finishing the game. Eyes barely open. Bro, you'd be on Madden's at 3 o'clock anyway. Where was you at, Mike? I thought you went to Mason's last night with them because you wasn't on. Bro, I was right in this right in this bed watching this game. As soon as that shit shut off, my ass was in that motherfucker like, in that motherfucker like swimwear. That was the last time you slept in that bed, huh? It's finna be. Mm. You got up, bro. What about the I last two series? Oh, Leah, let's get to the 1-8s, and then we'll start talking about you getting a new yeah. band, I guess. Um, uh, Utah, come back, and they win game two. Um, Donovan Mitchell plays, plays solid. Rudy Gobert dominates. Uh, John Morant dominates. But um, Utah gets a win. I don't know if there's much to talk about in that game, too, other than, so like. Game three. Donovan Mitchell coming back, is that that? Now the series is over with, or do the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, I would, I would guess so. Um, love Memphis, though. I think they're playing great. You know, they're not afraid of anything, but I do believe the Jazz are just too talented. And I think that the only reason is they got one more. If they can get yeah, one I was gonna more, say, they're I home. They're, they're gonna, home. They're going to steal one more, but I think it, the Jazz are going to wrap it up. Yeah. Wizards, Sixers. I have not watched that series, bro. I'm going to keep it up. I have no interest in that series at all. De- no, Derek biggest... and Mike, Derek and Mike came to this bitch like, it's going to be exciting. We got Russell Westbrook in and Bradley Beal. I like, I will try to watch that shit. And I'm like, I know how this game is ending. It's, there's no there's no suspense the to it. First game was more exciting than there this. was. There was a lot closer. And now Russ but is injured, right? I don't even know what's going on with Russ. Yeah, I think he's going on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna say that was, that was the biggest story coming out. That shit is the popcorn, but like, <laughs> I mean, the the Sixers are just taking care of business. It's like they don't really have nobody who's gonna stop you know Joel and B down low. Like, not even a chance. Yeah. Uh, speaking of this Utah series. That we they both just got like twenty seconds each, but that's fine. It's a one eight. Who cares? Um, Mark Eaton just passed away. Um, so rest in peace to to Mark Eaton. How old was he, bro? Sixty four. That's pretty damn good for somebody of his size, bro. I see what you mean, but it's still very short. It was, but he was like seven Seven, four. Bro, you gotta think how life that shit was yesterday. Uh, me and Combo. Yeah, rest in peace to Mark Eaton, man. Rest in peace to Mark Eaton. Somebody just made a. And I guess it was abrupt too, because he was just on Instagram. That's that's unfortunate. Damn. Rest in peace. 
Um, Did they say how he died? Just... Not yet, no. At least it had. It, I just saw a tweet by Walsh um, oh. or Shams, one of the two. But yeah, just two days ago, he was on Instagram. So. Yeah, regardless, rest in peace of how. Um, shout out to the Jazz. Do they play tonight, the Jazz? Is that a tonight game? The last game tonight. It's in Memphis. Um, hey, big things coming, bro. For the people that have waited here for the for the fifty six minutes of basketball talk, we are we are working heavily. And Mike got their hopes all high because I think at the end of last episode, you like we gonna be in, we gonna be in person for this like, episode. I like hinted that it was the last episode in person. Yeah, and it look, they, they mad. Day. Oh, okay. It was April Fool's Day. Okay. Yeah, we working though, man. We working. Um, me and Kenny. He had a bunch of shit drop. They they really don't know y'all asses, bro. The project that we got for y'all, I I didn't never think when we started this podcast we was gonna probably do some shit like that, bro. I'm excited as hell for that shit. That's the first day too, cause they gonna see the vlog of what we did. That shit was fun as hell. The vlog. We doing it? The vlog. Oh, I thought you said vlog. <laughs> no, are we are we going back next week? Whenever y'all want, y'all tell me. I pull up it's the schedule. KB said he's slacking. He said he said, "Man, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait to write my stuff." Yeah, I'm I'm gonna wait until we have a date, and then I will show up to that date with the necessary things to do things, get things done. D Mills, are you back in though? Are you back in? Yeah, I'll work. Wait, so you? I said I'll write on the new beats, the ones that recent. Right. Okay. So you is but are you gonna be writing from now on or you just you just doing these next these next few? Yeah, he asked you, are you in the huddle or out the huddle? Because it's all back and forth for I'm gonna do this and then I'll fall back. Then I hear y'all what y'all come up with, then I wanna be a part. Is I, I you in the huddle or out the doing is the next three songs? Isn't it like three more songs? No, there is no number or nothing. We working, bro. We working. Yeah, I'm working. That's what he's asking you because you the last session you wasn't. You sat there and you watched us and then and, you and, hey, and if we keeping it a buck. We should have had this shit done two, three weeks ago, but we were waiting on you to finish your go shit. Ahead. Just for you to say this gonna be it, and then you hear what we did, and then try to go outside and write a quick verse. <laughs> now you gonna be a part of it. Like that's what he's saying. We can't, we can't be having these these yeah. commitment issues. You either in the huddle or out the huddle. All of this picking and choosing. Oh, it's gonna be hard, so I don't want to do it. All of this shit is gonna be hard, brother. You can't just only want the easy shit, and we gonna need you to level up. Because if we putting all this work in, you can't Big tell me fans. about Big fan. brain feeling queasy. Like that shit was cute for the first one. But now you got to start, you got to put some work in and be better. You don't want to be the nigga that's, that everybody just, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. You don't want people to fast fire. forward through your verses, bro. Yeah. Like the first time they hear it, they're going to be like, oh, okay, that was, that's D-Mill. Then that, the next time it's like, oh. then Because we're not, we not going to put you at the end of every song. You're going to have to be like in it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. Yeah, you don't want like people to get a minute into the what song and then hear said, a D Mills you... verse and be like, ah, I don't want to hear the, the last two way, minutes. <laughs> you gonna be able to get out of that is if you work like anything. It's like when you lost weight. The only way you was able to do that because you consistently worked out. You good. You better in the podcast than when we first started because you kept at it. The rapper thing. You don't have to be no rapper, but but man, you got you gonna have to work at it a little bit to be somewhat better. Yo ass told us you didn't even listen to the other beat. <laughs> we in the studio, you listen, oh, this shit actually kind of decent. We like, huh? Oh, I, I ain't even listen to it. Like, damn, you ain't even think about it. It's, I, it's, fuck it. I, I'm good. I'm just not going to do it because it's going to cause me to do some type of work. 
Come on, man. We out here being great. Fuck that lazy shit. We should do. We should do like a Instagram live or something today. Like at the spot since we'll be man, together. Y'all know I'm always with everything. That'd be y'all. Y'all don't want to talk in the space. Are we going through, through the wire one? Or are we going yeah. Through? Probably from through the wire. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. No, we're going to do it for Mike. His six five is going to be enough. Not yet. But, uh, yeah, d get that pen and that pad. You see, Mike Mike has made improvements already. All fucking ready. I sent I sent number two to Mason. And he was like, bro, I did not expect Mike to spaz like that. I'm like, yep. Yep. I sent my I sent both. You just songs. as capable, bro. Facts. I, I sent both the songs to my music group chat. Flex, go ahead. You know. They had the two lines that stuck out came from two people in here. Of course, other than myself, I'm not gonna talk about my shit. What were the two lines that y'all think stuck out to people? I, he, I, I'm not guessing because oh, yeah. I already know, but I want to hear what y'all think. The brain is queasy. No. <laughs> no. Uh, he means stick out as it. He see. He means like stuck they out as if they were. Bar, they were like, damn, yeah, that's that wrong. That was a bar. That was a bar. Brain from the queasy is not. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, dude, is catchy though. I it is catchy, bro. It's but it catchy. ain't making nobody say. It ain't making nobody rewind or like that. Ain't no caption. That ain't no shit. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? It I have no. Catchy. I had no clue. One of them is yours, Mike. What do you think your standout line or bar was? Oh. I got the the back door uh, one, the wine store, wine drunk. D Mills, uh, the wine drunk line is hard, yeah. bro. Next the day, hey, I'm uh, dr- wine drunk. This asking the steward, when I see that, he was like, "That's a bar." And then it was one more, <laughs> not from you though, Mike. From KB or Derek, I mean, whatever your guess is, but exclude myself and you. Mm. I'm gonna have to go. KB shit was low. Every time I listen to KB shit, I like it a little KB bit. KB had a particular line. What is what is KB's best line in the Both. first song to to narrow it down with all of us on it? I have not if it's don't matter if it's M's or subscribers. I got it regardless. Yes, okay. Sir. Yeah, That's, I can't wait till that video come out. We just wait. We just waiting on clearance, y'all. Spam the comment section. Let let the people at House of Highlights know we're waiting for clearance because that's that's all it really is. Um, we could be in person right now. Please. We could be in person right now, but we we're waiting for clearance. We we could be dropping videos right now, but we're waiting for clearance. So podcasting ain't easy. Got my brain feeling queasy. <laughs> Imagine there you don't, you should start every verse like that, but like switch the subject. You know what I'm saying? So rapping ain't easy. Then it's like. This writing ain't easy. Writing. Fishing <laughs> ain't easy. <laughs> the next step for Derek is to tap it to flows. Like mm-hmm. that, what you did on that first song was just like. Bro, that I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like I'm he not even trying to give much away. He was rapping his verse into this shit, but he was laughing at laughing. the same time. No, I did that on purpose. I did that just like as a part of the aesthetic of the song. It it works because people know that Derry is not a rapper slash writer, so to him have him laughing on his own verse. Anytime makes sense. he fucking rapped it to us, he did not laugh. Hey, yo, yo, last bar is funny though. I'm just I'm not even gonna say it, but your last bar is funny. Your last bar is funny on the second song. It uh, hey, match it us. <laughs> no, his shit was like, 
this a bag I ain't fumble or some shit like that. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Shout out to D Mills though. He gonna he gonna level up on one. But the thing is, are you gonna be writing six to eight bars every song, or are you gonna write a sixteen? It depends on how much I got. You got whatever you want. The problem with you, D Mills, is whenever you start something, you just do it half ass. You half-ass a lot of things. When we play basketball, you half-ass. You and Mike 101 was half-ass. If you start you writing to this verse today, by the time we link up to do, by the time we link up to do this shit, you should be able to accumulate 16 bars. There's no way around it. But Even if it's if just on one of the songs, you should have 16. If you half-ass it and try to wait to fucking two days before we go and put pressure on yourself, mm-hmm. you it ain't gonna happen. No, that's fact. So I dead ass would rather have you like because if we're gonna probably we're gonna do the three songs, I would dead ass rather you have a good sixteen for one of them than just like you half ass and do some bogus ass eight bars to all three. True. True. Just gotta start though. CTW though, man. So y'all, we finna link up right now. Um, let's try to link at like one thirty-two because I need to eat and like, you know. You need to eat. Yeah. Come on, bro. Who the hell eat now? Right. It's gonna take you two hours to eat. Well, I also live forty minutes away. New shoes. New shoes. All right. We'll talk to y'all <laughs> next week. Uh peace out, y'all. Peace D-Mills, out, what y'all. you finna eat?